0: Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at Brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items.
1: craft beer friends to season seven episode four of tap to craft podcast i am denny luce i'm coming to you from boise Idaho, and my partner in craft the dog whisperer and my favorite florida man and home brewer from tampa florida mr chris mckenzie how are you doing tonight and of course what is in your glass
0: i'm gonna start with what's in my glass first just because of how excited i am right oh, now nice um not because of the beer, because I'm watching what I'm watching on my other monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in my glass tonight, I'm drinking a beer from the good folks over at corporate ladder brewing. And it is their conversion rate, which the conversion rate is an Imperial stout with Mexican vanilla beans and coffee from Argyle coffee roasters, which I don't know much about Argyle coffee roasters. I would imagine it's someplace local. Um, but, uh, this, this beer is coming in a 375-milliliter bottle, I believe, somewhere in that size, 500 milliliters. Okay. But it's, um, this one is surprisingly on the sweeter side, but I have a feeling it's due to a lot of the, uh, the vanilla beans because van- it's definitely a very vanilla, just sweet, almost syrupy sweetness to it but it's not one of those beers that kind of coats the inside of your mouth. So, I I like it there's some coffee bitterness into it, some sweetness. It's like drinking a a black cup of coffee almost with um a lot of sugar in it. Okay. And right. I don't mind it fortunately. Like I said, it's in a smaller bottle, so I'm not going to have to power down this, you know, big bomber yeah, of beer. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh earlier I had one of their beers too called Boiling Point. It's one of their uh, hazy double IPAs, which probably one of my favorites from them so far but denny i have to say i'm absolutely excited because the lightning are playing right now mm. and like i told you i've got my notes on one screen i'm watching <laughs> the game on the other and the lightning are winning three to one with two minutes left in the first period against the new york islanders so wow. i am uh anxiously awaiting the uh the rest of the series because it's been a hell of a fight
1: yeah yeah well <laughs> it really good. good it was nice to see that there are some sports that are going on now because it's, it's kind of a weird you know it is weird without having football on all the time right like mm-hmm. like my the pac 12 canceled their season so i won't be seeing my oregon ducks playing which is sad uh you know they 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 were bringing back a decent team i think that that has a chance to do you know do something well but I guess that's not going to happen this year. And then, of course, cool. fo- football, NFL. I- I've kind of grown away from the NFL because I mm-hmm. just think that it's you know it's, it's really called the no fun league anymore because of all the damn rules. <laughs> and I just, uh... I-, I just find myself not. In fact, I had already decided last year was my last year of playing fantasy football. In fact, I ran a fantasy football league. I I played in a couple other leagues. I really, you know, I've been doing fantasy football since. The early, you know, well, I'll say mid-90s is my first start doing fantasy football. And this was before the internet, when we were Mm. doing fantasy football based off of the results that showed up in the newspaper, in the sports ticker in the newspaper, right? uh, Oh, wow. The next day. And so we would go, you know, we'd go in there, and, and we'd have to add up all of our points from the different, you know, conversions that we had. Of course, it was a lot easier back then because you didn't have all the stats that we were getting points for like you do now. You were basically getting points for touchdowns, that, mm-hmm. that players made and uh, you know it was easier but this is the first year that since since that point when I first started playing fantasy football that, I'm, that I had decided last year I wasn't going to do fantasy anymore I, I I closed down our league that I was running for so many years I mean I think mm-hmm. we did it for I, I, total I mean I did I, I was running the league for at least 15 years and then wow. I and then I went off and did my own league from the the league I was running before because some people got in that just weren't really good, you know, people to be in there. There's a bunch of whiners and crybabies. And I said, you know what, we're breaking away and doing, you know, I'm taking the good guys with me we're going to do another league. And we, and we did. And some of those core guys that joined were still there last year at, at the end. So it was kind of, you know, nice to go ahead and close it out. But it was fun. But I just, I found that I'm just not enjoying the, the NFL as much as I did years ago because of all the ridiculousness that goes on and, and the rules. So we'll, we'll see how I do the first year, not playing fancy football. Do you, did you ever play fancy football?
0: No, I, the only thing I ever got in on, uh, geez, was probably 15 years ago when I, I used to work at a country club in Maryland. And one of the guys that I worked in the kitchen with, he would do a football pool every week. Mm-hmm. So he, he'd get the you know, the points plus or minus for each game and, and you know, you you pick the most winners, you win the pot, that kind of thing. So that was about all I really do. Um, and when it comes to sports, me personally, hockey is the only sport that I can watch on TV and stay engaged and not fall asleep. Okay, I like, I like playing all those sports. Yeah. But, not necessarily uh, sitting, watching them on TV. Like I like to go to the games just because it's an experience and it's normally involving friends. But when it comes to like sitting down and watching things like football, um, eh, I could, I could easily do without it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So that's a long intro so far. What about you,
1: Denny? What's in your glass and how are you doing this evening? Well, I am tired because I just got back <laughs> from driving back home from Pocatello. Uh, we today? Spent, today. Oh, yeah. Today's Labor Day. Yeah. Oh, today yeah. today is Labor Day, by the way. We are recording on Labor Day, so I hope everyone out there has had a great, relaxing weekend, and now you guys are prepared. Well, by the time you listen to this, you're already almost to the weekend again, so I hope you guys had a relaxing weekend, this week goes well for you. But I drove down Saturday. We drove to Pocatello to visit with my daughter, Haley. And, uh, you know, we, I just need to get out of town. I hadn't been out of town since the last time I went to Pocatello and that mm-hmm. was to move her out of from one apartment to another. So that was work. I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't much of a, of a, a relaxing time, but this was solely, well, pretty much solely relaxing. I did have a couple daddy do list stuff I had to take care of around the house and a car, uh, the car thing snuck up sure. on me on the, on basically, I think it was Wednesday morning, uh, she had a little bit of a mishap with the car. Uh, took out took out the uh, pa- or the driver's side mirror and scraped up the whole side of the car. Luckily, she wasn't hurt. N- no other vehicles were involved. Uh, it's unfortunate the car looks a little bit, you know, not so good. But mm-hmm. I was able to get on Amazon and order up a replacement mirror. Have it re- it arrived Friday night. Thank thank you Amazon Prime. And sure. I took it with me to Pocatello. Replaced it. Uh, luckily, I'd already replaced it once before, not because she had damaged it, just because it had, it had vibrated, you know, some of the, um, uh, what the rubber bushings or whatever that kind of shock absorbed that mirror was, mm-hmm. had worn out. And so it was, it was, it started shaking and then eventually broke the, the threads that of the screw that holds the mirror on. So I'd already replaced it once. And this is the second time I replaced it. So I was already a pro at doing it. It literally took me less than 10 minutes to, take the old one out and put the new one in. And I was a hero. Saved the day. Now she has a fully functional um, mirror, review mirror in the uh, on the driver's side. So I did that. I did – I put some feet on the bottom of her, her sectional couch that she had. I put them together so they wouldn't slide apart. You know, it's just some small stuff like that, just doing <laughs> those things. But we also got to go visit Jim Dandy Brewing uh, yesterday. And you know how I love Jim Dandy Brewing, so I had to go and bring some beers home with me. I brought four crowlers home. And I'm drinking a crowler right now. And this is their Idaho Promise Pale Ale. And uh, what they say this Pale Ale is all about, it's an Idaho-grown and locally malted. Uh, It's Hmm. from great western pilsner malt and wheat malts that create a crisp, clean, and flavorful base to let the refreshing fruity hop profile shine. Laced with a light, summery effervescence and and makes for a truly splendid American pale ale. Effervescence, I don't know about that. Maybe this Crowler wasn't, uh, uh, you know, as bubbly as it is on draft. But, uh, but yeah, I- I've had this one. My, um, Sarah went to go help Haley get her, or my wife Sarah, went to go help Haley get her classroom set up a few weeks ago, and, she, and they brought me back some Crowlers back then, and this is one of the ones they brought back. Um, I, I shared it with a friend of mine from work, but at the time I was, we were talking and, and drinking and I wasn't really able to focus fully on sure. the beer. And I thought, you know what? Let me go ahead and grab another one and see if I didn't do it justice. I, you know, I kind of rated it a little bit low, like a, a three or something like that, you know, a three and a half. And I thought, well, maybe I wasn't, my, my head wasn't in the mood, but now I got another crowd there and I, I'm not going to change my, my rating. I, it's it's not a bad beer. It does have some fruity hop character in there that gives it a little bit like candy, like a candy, candied type of, mm-hmm. you know, flavor in there, fruit flavor. Um, and it's good. It's not bad. It's just not, it doesn't, it's not overwhelming me with greatness like other beers I will talk about later in the show. So that's what I'm drinking. Jim Dandy's, Idaho Promise. <clears throat> Pale Ale. Pale Ale. All right. Well, hey, how about we get this show started, Chris? We, like you said, um, we, we've already got yeah. like 10 minutes into the show, and we just now are getting out of the intro. So, uh, But before we get too far deep into the conversation, I always like to tell new listeners to the show what to Craft Podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we, Chris and I, want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 160. We're recording on Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, 2020. In this episode, we're going to discuss the results of our very own poll. The poll is on the best breweries in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. We've been talking about this poll a little bit in previous episodes. I had it on social media, tried to get a lot of people involved. Yeah, we didn't get a lot, but we got a good amount, you know, enough to go ahead and give a decent result. And we're going to go ahead and talk about the results of this, of this, uh, you know, the best breweries in, in the Pacific Northwest. So just stay tuned for that in a little bit. Plus, you can count on Chris and I having some great conversation along the way. Now, we're going to go ahead and change up the flow of the show a little bit. Yes, no, we're not going to go into what people are drinking on tap right now. <laughs> no, we're not going to go to new and noteworthy. We're going to go into voicemail. What, you know, I was blown away last week when we finally had somebody go ahead and, and send us a voicemail. It was really nice. And now I come into this show and we've got two people that went ahead and left us some voicemail. So let's go ahead and start this first uh, voicemail off with... Uh, a voicemail from Robbie Sanders. He's at mudshaker on Twitter.
0: What's going on, fellas? This is Robbie Sanders in Virginia. I'm on vacation this week. I'm actually sitting by a pool, having a cone on big wave. Life is pretty good at the moment.
2: I appreciate your podcast today. I listened to it while I went on a bike ride this morning. Realized I hadn't called in in a few months and I figured I'd check in, say hi. Thanks for all the good shows. And, um, Hope
1: you guys are doing well. Bye. All right. Short and sweet, but you know what, Robbie? We appreciate it, and we're glad that we're in your ears helping get through that bike ride. You know, sometimes those bike rides, even though it can be like a great scenery out there, can be a little bit dull if you don't have some, some fun, entertaining, and educational craft beer podcasts in your ear. Anything to say, Chris? Um... <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to say that this beer is uh, catching up to me. <laughs>
1: okay, no problem, no problem. Well uh, let's, let, That's okay. Let's go into our next, you know, we have a, we have a another voice, couple, we have two voicemails, it's, it's part one and part two, and and guess who's leaving double voicemails? Who, who's mm, our, our long-winded one?
0: That's a Jim Kudzall that's
1: thing. That's a Jim Kudzall thing. I, hey, we love Jim, and we're so glad that Jim decided to go ahead and leave us a voicemail, so here it is.
2: Denny and Chris. Jim Cook's all here. Uh, it's been a while, but I just wanted to get back to you. I just want to let you know that Tara and I are starting to get out and about, slowly. <laughs> uh, we went to Trogue's Brewery. That was in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Great experience. Uh took us a little while to get in. Uh, when we got there, uh, there was a waiting line. We had to give them our uh, phone number, wait in the car. They uh, paged us, you know, they sent us a little uh, text message and let us know when it was okay to get in. A little bit of social distancing, which is fine. Um, I understand how things work these days. Um, food was great, beer was great. Beer was always best of course, uh, at the brewery itself. Um every other table was empty, but uh, you know, that's I guess that's par for the course these days. Uh in Pennsylvania of course, uh you have to buy food before you can get beer. So we had to order food at the same time uh we ordered our beer. But it was great beer. Uh Luxro's uh beer, great brewery. Always tastes better, of course, at the brewery than uh, in cans or bottles. Um, We went to another brewery when we were in, uh, we went to Harrisburg after that, the capital of Pennsylvania. And we went to another brewery and uh, their deal was uh, when you ordered a beer, they gave you a free order of homemade breadsticks and they were really good uh, but I guess that's just to keep it legal to make sure that uh, uh, because in Pennsylvania you can't order beer unless you order food <laughs> so we did that um, we did order a pizza but uh, I guess uh, uh, it took a while for that to come out they wanted to make sure in case there are any uh, government people out there <laughs> you know the beer police uh, you actually had food in front of you while you were drinking beer. Um, we ordered a cauliflower, uh, uh, pizza crust and first time I had that, actually not bad. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Kevin and Amanda. I really loved your episode. Uh, I would encourage anybody else, other listeners out there to get on board. It's a great experience. I really love hearing. It. Next. Guess who? <laughs> uh,
1: Jim Goodsall, part two. Uh, <laughs>
2: continuing with, uh, Kevin and Amanda. Uh, glad you got on. Really enjoyed your, uh, experiences uh and and like i was saying before i would encourage anybody else uh to get on uh all the listeners out there these are these are really uh incredible shows with uh uh your personal experiences i, I really enjoy them uh, let's see what else there was one other thing i wanted to talk about uh Oh yeah, we're we're planning a trip to uh New England in a couple of weeks and uh maybe we'll have some Karen and I will have some experiences to talk about based on uh, uh what we discovered there. One of our favorite stops uh we'll be going to is Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. There's a whole bunch of breweries in a very small area. And if anybody has a chance and they, they happen to be in the area, I encourage you to to try out uh, Phoenixville, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, we'll be going up there towards the end of uh, September, and uh, we'll be giving you, giving you some feedback uh, uh, on the other end of that. So uh, keep up the good work. Uh, we enjoy the program. Hopefully, since we're back on the road again, uh, a little bit at a time, we'll be listening to you all while uh, we're in the car. So, uh, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, uh, again, keep up the good work. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Jim. That was uh, very nice. I'm glad to see you and Tara back on the road. When you're back on the road, that means you're back listening to the podcast uh, regularly. Mm-hmm. So that's good, and and you're drinking beers. And yeah, this social distancing um, and and visiting breweries is definitely a, a different, a whole different beast now. At least what I'm experiencing, and obviously what you're experiencing, I haven't. It hasn't been as bad where you have to actually call in and and leave your name and wait for someone to come and, and get you to bring you in. I haven't experienced that yet, but I haven't, I've only, That's intense. yeah, I've only visited match suite and it, it doesn't maybe get that, that busy. Maybe trogues is, is definitely way bigger and has a lot more people coming and visiting there. But, but yeah, it's, I'm glad you guys are back out being safe. Uh, it, yeah. We, I mean, our whole last show was about, you know, trying to go and and restart our, our love of visiting pubs and breweries. And I don't have an answer is the best way of doing it. Uh, Long just as, do it. Yeah, just That's do, the it. Best way to do it. Just do it. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I, I'm pretty sure that that, uh, place that he went to in Harrisburg is, I, I went there too. Uh, if it's the one that has like, like a hundred beer taps on tap and, you know, they make some pretty good pizza. And, uh, and, and I went there and, you know, had pizza and beers and we had a great time with my buddy Bill. Uh, yeah. So it was good. But yeah, looking forward to your your adventures. Please. Uh, you know, let us know how the New England trip goes and and I'm glad that uh that you're back doing what you guys love. So excellent. Well, all right, well I want to thank Robbie and Jim for going and leaving a voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail and have your voice heard on the show, it can be done very easily. Just call us at 208-536-3359, or if it's easier for you to remember, it's two zero eight five three oddly. And just leave your questions, feedback, whatever. And we'll put it on the air. All right, this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, uh, Johan Halberg, and Tara Carlson. If you enjoy the content that we put out, uh, we invite you to support the show by toasting your host or even buying them a virtual beer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. And why in the world are we saying we have a Patreon page? Yes, this is new for us. Uh, we just, I, I decided that, uh, we, you know, we're going to take the podcast to the next level. And we're going, we're opening, we're starting a website, our very own website. We're going to move away from Open Forum Radio's hosting. We are very grateful for Open Forum Radio. All these years have provided the space, but we're kind of limited in what we can do while being hosted there. And I think it's time to try to grow our brand a little bit more while trying to provide a little bit more for our, our listeners to go, you know, like a little hub for you guys to come visit and get more information on what we're sharing. And so to do that, you have to start a website. And with that, that means that I have to re-upload every single post and, mm-hmm. and uh, audio, which is what we figured out, Chris. It's like almost 16 gigabytes of audio yep. uh, just to get all 159 episodes up to the, the new host. I'm almost there. I think I'm... I think I've got 20 more episodes to go. I've I've, I've uploaded 140 wow. episodes in about a week. Uh It's all manually one at a time. I couldn't just transfer them over from one side to other. It's definitely have to do every one manually. Create the whole post, everything. So, what that means is that our RSS feed will be changing. If you're listening to this episode now, you probably got it on our old our old RSS feed. Uh, if In the show notes, you see that I have a link to a new feed. That means that I got the feed live and uh, the next episode will most likely be with using that feed. I am going to try to make sure that it's all flawless to our listeners, that you guys won't notice anything that automatically is redirected to the new feed, but that's not guaranteed to happen with all the different types of RSS uh, listeners, you know, podcast players out there. So I'm going to go and update it on all the ones I know but if you if you do have a podcast player that that might be still pointing to the old one if you don't see a show on the following Thursday that we would release then go to the website which is tactcraft.com not not live yet but it will be live uh with before our next recording uh and find the the new feed there or look on our social media and grab the feed there so you can make sure you don't miss any any episodes. I, I will also try to post a, a small snippet onto our old feed saying, hey, our feed is moved. Go to this place. So there's hopefully you guys won't lose any episodes, but I just want to put that out there that that is happening. If you do,
0: you can send us a concerning voicemail at 208 536 3359. Voice your opinions there. We'll gladly answer yes, them. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and cuss us out because we didn't release a, a show on that two week Or or you can find us on Facebook,
0: Instagram, and you know, voice voice your concerns there, and we'll gladly
1: uh, interact with you while you do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We have some other listeners that have voiced their concerns. Well, I won't say concerns. They, These concerns? They're, they're 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 voicing their pleasure, I guess. Pleasure. Not concerns. Their pleasure voice with what pleasure. we do. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and <laughs> just you know re- reiterate how much happiness our listeners have. I'm go- I'm going to re voice their
0: pleasure. Re voice
1: their pleasure, yes.
0: <laughs> I really would. Uh, so we had a post fro- on Facebook from Johan Hallberg, and he writes, Great episode, an interesting topic. Have a great weekend. hmm What 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 uh what was, what was that? The was post the last that was the
1: last show. That was the Amanda and Kevin show. Okay. I, I meant to okay. put that in there and I forgot to put the episode. But yeah, that was posted on our, our last episode.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Um, and then Nate at Nate underscore MCC on Twitter said, outstanding podcast. Thanks for the shout out. I enjoyed hearing my review on episode 158. Can't wait to hear more from the best of the Northwest. Cheers. Nate, you made it again, buddy. Here you are again. Yes, yes, <laughs> you're here. Here's a shout and out. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, interacting with us on Twitter and uh, getting in on our Best of the Pacific Northwest poll.
1: Yeah, so you're gonna get, you're gonna just keep listening, Nate, because we're gonna talk about the results of that poll very soon. All right, and like Chris already mentioned, if you would like to leave your comments and questions for feedback, you can do that at tapthecraft at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at tapthecraft, and of course on our Facebook page, facebook.com/tapthecraft. slash And as I mentioned, soon on our very own website. Just so stay tuned for that, which will be tapthecraft.com. So it's really easy. We keep it easy for you guys. All right, Chris. You know me.
0: I'm nothing but easy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's what she said.
0: <laughs> All right. So well, hey. Children.
1: Let's, let's continue the conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untap. So we're going to go back about 20 hours ago, which,
0: I don't know, my time would somewhere around, I don't know, midnight, Math, right? Yeah. Um, So we're going to start out with Eric Gronley's drinking a desk pop by Omni Brewing Company. Checking into that untapped at home again.
1: Everybody's still doing that. All right. Are you still checking in at untapped at home? I am, except for this weekend I checked into the crazy cat lady house. (laughs) Okay. Does she have her own (laughs) check-in? I created it. Oh, nice! <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's like
0: mine. It, mine. If you ever see any of my check-ins, it's uh, it's called the dog park or the dog run. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, that's that's, that's my house. All right, he's drinking the uh, desk pop by Omni Brewing, and he writes citrusy and pineapple slash watermelon flavors. Another Omni knockout. Four caps for Mister Gronley on that beer, continuing his check-in streak for the seventh, forty eighth, hundredth episode in a row. Uh, (laughs) Chad LaMassa is checking into his first Oktoberfest of the year, and it is a good one. It is uh, drinking a Hofbrau Oktoberfest beer by uh that German place. Um, (laughs) He's drinking that at World of Beer. He also had a Black Water by Diamondback Brewing Company, and he gave that one four caps, but no notes on that one. Chad, as I'm reading your check-ins, they're getting better and better and better. Third one from, okay. Yeah, this is going to be the last one. <laughs> um, he's drinking a diamonds Fur coat champagne by right proper brewing company. And he says, it's a lot happening in this beer. Lemon orange flavors are great. Four and a half caps. And that's a Berliner, uh, Berliner vice style beer. And then he had a bad one that just said way too sweet. No way. I would have made it through a full glass. So I'm not going to talk bad about that one. So let's move on to some more. Cam Prieb is drinking a clearing out the pantry by pulpit rock brewing company at the greater Iowa credit union. Best place to drink a beer, by the way, is in a bank. Um, and he writes a juicy peach and mango flavor with some vanilla and marshmallow that makes it kind of creamy four and a quarter caps for that beer. Um, William Lake. I feel like I haven't read his name in a very long time.
1: Yeah. He, Denny, yeah. Still there. Okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I just muted my mic real quick because poor Sarah broke a tooth and I'm trying to find her dentist uh, name. So I didn't want to make okay. noise while you were reading. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I'll go back to this. William Lake is drinking a hazy little thing by Sierra Nevada brewing company. And he gave that one four caps. That's a nice solid beer from them uh jay collins is drinking a tropicalia by creature comforts brewing company Uh, four caps no notes on that beer another check-in from cam uh drinking a hoopla by pulpit rock brewing company at core physical therapy the second best place to drink beer is going to be at your physical therapist's office they love it when you come in with a can of freshly opened beer and he writes i love these sours with cheesecake mix in them more graham cracker would make this sour much better though but still got four and a quarter caps on that beer that sounds pretty good i'm curious to know what hoopla is though yeah because I'm, I'm all about the hoopla <laughs> um blueberry cheesecake sour hey i've got one of those in the fridge not that beer but a blueberry cheesecake sour mm uh on to the next kyle lily i feel like i haven't read your name in a while either and i am curious to know how you've been sitting on a keg of this he's drinking a high west barrel age victory at sea from 2018 from ballast point brewing company right before they sucked <laughs> um
1: and it,
0: oh we must have scored again
1: Yep. Oh, wow. Uh,
0: <laughs> I heard that. My phone, my phone going oh, off. Oh, is that, that it? <laughs> the current score, four to one, Tampa. Wow. Uh, Kyle is drinking the High West Barrel Age Victory at Sea 2018. Uh, and he says, I've had this keg chilling in the corner of the basement for a while now. Finally decided to tap it, and it's aged amazingly. Hmm. Five caps on that beer. And he's even got the tap handle and everything.
1: Wow.
0: Oh, no. I clicked on it. And now I'm going to lose my spot. I'm not too far off. Where was it? Come on. Yes. All right. We're back. Um, let's see next on the list. William Schlemmer is drinking a Belgian chocolate toffee vanilla stout. Got all that. Um, from Octopi Brewing. That sounds a fun name, too. Mm-hmm. And he said, Had this beer back in July. Still four and a half caps. Great flavors and not too sweet. Yep. Rated that one four and a half caps. Purchased that at Woodman's Liquor Store. Um, Matt Knight. This is a simple one. Drinking a Genesee oh. by Genesee Brewing Company. And he said he just crushed some 50-cent wings. Yeah, that'd be a great beer to go <laughs> with some 50-cent wings. Uh, four caps on that one. Uh Let's is it, see. Is it fifty next? cents
1: per mm. ring, wing, or is it fifty cents for a set of wings?
0: My guess, Denny, is it's going to be fifty <laughs> cents per <laughs> wing.
1: That must be a great price in New York.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had a place in Ohio that was twenty-five cent wings. Mm. I mean, that place was busy. Yeah, and then you and then you walked out of, out of it smelling like the fryer that they oh, were cooked yeah. in. Oh yeah, so. Some sacrifices to be made, I suppose. Um, Next on the list, Robert, or as we call him, Chew Your Beer, is drinking a Panoramic by North Park Beer Company. He's also checking in at the Untapped at Home. He writes, light and fruity, gives it four and a half caps uh, on this beer as well. I'm curious, what's a Panoramic? I mean, if he's giving it four and a half caps, that's an IPA. Simcoe (laughs) Mosaic. (laughs) the panoramic gushes with tropical fruit fresh berries and sticky pine sap all right that sounds like a good old all-around ipa i'll take that um next on the list here's someone that's following me locally because she checked in at bootleggers brewing company which is oddly about five or six minutes down the street from our training facility elizabeth pelez don't Kill me for mispronouncing your name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's drinking a Florida slush by Swamphead Brewery. She picked that up at brew, uh, Bootlegger's Brewing Company. She gave it four caps. Uh, no notes or anything on it, but four caps. Uh, Florida slush sounds like a, like a good beer, too. Hmm. I think I, I think I just might be kind of drooling over beer names because, you know, beer names and label art, that's how I buy my beer anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Art Warchek. Oh, I haven't had this beer in a long time, and it is one of my favorites. Doris the Destroyer. Oh, yeah. Double Oatmeal Imperial Stout. Well, do, Double Oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout by Hop and Frog Brewery. He gave that one four and a quarter caps. I checked my check-in. It was four and a half caps, so I'm not totally wrong. And apparently the one that he had was for a, a gold cap year. So he doesn't even know what year it is. <laughs> Come on, dude. Get your act together. Mark Connor, I like this beer too. Drinking a rainbow sherbet by Prairie Artisan Ales. Um, I would love to see this beer more often because this is one of the beers that Buck gave me when I went to Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago? Yeah, June. Um, it's now September. Anyway, he says, nose is sweet and does smell like citrusy sherbet, tart, fruity, with a light saltine like finish. Four cap rating on that beer. You seen that beer yet, Denny? Mm-mm, no, I swear somebody told me that that one can of that was like ten bucks, mm. and it's concerning to me because that's not a ten dollar beer. <laughs> um, Next on the list, uh, Jeff Seiler is drinking in a Hazy Viking by Wild Barrel, Wild Barrel Brewing. Uh, he's checking into the untapped at home location. Um, a really tasty, hazy IPA, Citra and Vic Secret Hops. That's a new one. Uh, tropical and citrusy should be popular with Minnesota football fans since it's the Hazy Viking. Um, <laughs> so four cap rating on that beer. And then, yep, yeah, we geez, we got a lot, so we're gonna have to skip the mediocre ones. Yeah, uh, David Makazuki drinking a Voodoo Ranger 1985. You had that like two episodes ago. Uh, wrote easy drinking four cap rating. Um, up on the next one too. I gotta read this one just because of the beer. Uh, Jeff Seiler is drinking a King Sue oh. by Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. Damn amazing, according to Jeff. Even better than I expected. Five caps. Would give it six if I could. Top 10 beer. Uh, five cap rating on On Tap. So that's, yeah, I agree with him. It's a pretty damn good beer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, um, I only gave it four and a half, though, but it's probably a five.
0: Look, I feel I, I haven't really given a five cap rating. Uh, I think the last one I gave was for the, uh, the beer that I just killed the keg for. Yeah. My keg is finally dead. Okay. We'll observe a moment of silence. So I'm going to need to go get a new keg here soon. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that watermelon cush that I had was probably my last five cap rating, but I'm very stingy with them. Like I, the beer, when I drink it, I just have to go, Oh, that's good. Uh, but if I don't, it's, you know, four. <laughs> <laughs> all right mark church is drinking a black and tan by yingling brewery uh he said it's been a while i drank this beer when i could get my hands on it before it was sold in ohio and he gave it three and three quarter caps on that beer um i don't think i've ever had that beer hmm. we talked about black and tans you and i a couple yeah i, couple I never of had i never ago. had that beer either and then we're gonna refresh Hey, look at me. I'm the last check-in. Okay. All right. So that's what everybody's drinking, Denny. Wow. Again, if you guys want to uh, want to be featured on our Untapped the Craft, uh, make sure you follow me on Untapped at MCK1345, and we'll read your check-ins uh, during our
1: recording. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Well, next up is we did have our first contest. From our sponsor BrewerShirts dot com, and it was for a twenty dollar gift certificate to their their store. And to enter this brewery or to enter this contest, all you had to do was go and submit your choices for the best breweries in the Pacific Northwest. Now you didn't have to answer all six breweries or states that we that we included, but for every state, you did provide your. Results or what you thought was the best breweries, then you got entered into the contest. So we had uh, a number of entries, and each and a few people had a lot of entries because they went ahead and answered all of them. And um, just as a little caveat here, uh, if you do join our Patreon at at uh, uh, you know you will get uh, extra votes or or participations into the contest. So that's just another perk. Uh, you know, one thing to note too is that our Patreon doesn't hide any content. There won't be any hidden content where everything that we put out, you will all have access to at the same time. We're not going to do early releases or any of that stuff. All the perks are all related to getting things extra from us, whether it's extra contest entries or extra contests that only you guys that are Patreon supporters are allowed, you know, going to be joined into or, or whatever. Uh, that's what you're going to get, you know, just, just extra perks. So. All right, Chris, so we had 33 entries, and uh, you put it all in the, in the wheel of love, contest mm-hmm. love, that is, mm-hmm. and you spun it. And so what was the result? Pardon me, Denny. I,
0: I really think I just want to... Spin it? No, I think <laughs> I want to... <laughs> of course I want to spin it. I, it's already been spun. Um, but no, just... I, guys, we, we posted it up on our social media. Mm-hmm. If you, want to found out, find, found out. if you want to find out who won, just go look at the post. Go look at our Instagram or our Facebook. It's on there. Yeah, the wheel spins. It's on there. Yep. The wheel spins. There's a video, and uh, that's how you're going to find out who wins. I'm, I'm making an executive decision. Oh, we're not going to tell uh-uh. on the show? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, the, the person has been tagged on Instagram <laughs> and on
1: Facebook. Okay, well, then it's pretty obvious they're going to know they won. Yeah. Well, they will. You don't want to tell everyone else? No. Nah. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations, winner! <laughs> You've won yourself twenty dollar gift card to Brewer shirts to uh, spend it on what you like. So, congratulations! And maybe next episode we'll tell you everyone else who the winner is. Or Chris made a decision not to say. Then it's a, it's a secret. Go visit no, our social media. Yeah. Team. We'll wait till they claim it. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, you have to listen to you have to listen to to win. But you won't know unless you go and visit our social right. media. Right,
0: and and if you did win, make sure you email email us with your uh your well, this person uh, has sent contact information to us before. Yeah. But make sure you guys send over an email to us at tapthecraft at gmail dot com. Send us over your mailing address and email address. I believe this gift card will be coming via email from Brewer Shirts. so it'll just be a uh, like a promo code that you can enter. It'll give you twenty bucks, but I don't a hundred percent know.
1: Okay, so we're gonna have to figure it out. All right, sounds good. All right, moving on. I just want to thank Open Forum Radio Network because they do support the show. They have provided our hosting space for many, many, many years uh, at openforumradio.com, and we invite you to please go check out the other shows on the network. Okay, now it's time for the Brew Buzz, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various brilliant topics. And this week, like we already mentioned, we are going to discuss the results. Of our best breweries in the Pacific Northwest. Now, here's how we're going to do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take each state individually. And first, we're going to talk about how Chris and I voted. You know, give us, we're going to talk about our uh, number one, two, and three of each state, you know, doing one state at a time. And then we're going to go ahead and see how our listeners voted. So we're going to take only the listeners' vote, how they voted the best breweries. And then we'll do a combine and tell you what the real Best breweries of the Pacific Northwest are, according to uh, to not untapped, <laughs> to tap yeah. the craft and our listeners. All right, are you? And and just so you guys know, uh, we had a total of twelve listeners that participated along with us. So, I you know that's pretty good. That's not bad. I was hoping to have more, but I'll take twelve. This is twelve people that have opinions on breweries. So that's good. All right, Chris. We're going to start off with the state of Washington. And, um, I, I'll just say that for both of us, the number one and number two breweries, we had, we called the same, we had the same mm-hmm. best brewery. So how do you want to do this from, from three up to two, one, or you want to do from, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's start with a third and then work our way up to one. Okay, Chris. So what was your third best brewery in Washington?
0: So my third best brewery in Washington state
1: was Georgetown, okay. Georgetown brewing. Okay. What about yours? So mine is, uh, one that doesn't, that you pretty much have to, you know, be in Washington to get at. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. They may can now because of the COVID, but they're pretty much just a, a draft brewery. Uh, and it's cloudburst brewing right, right down near Pikes Place Market area. Uh, and it's a small little hole in the wall brewery, but they make some fantastic beers. And, uh, when I visited there, uh, you know, you stop in and, and I mean, there's not very much sitting room and you come in and you, you order your beers. You can stand and drink and, and enjoy it, but they have a wide variety of beers, some great IPAs and uh, also some great stouts and other styles too. It's not just IPAs. They do really well. Uh, I, I was really impressed with them with all the, the breweries, especially in the Seattle area, uh, for cloudburst to come in, uh, number three is pretty good. And Georgetown's good too. I also uh, appreciate Georgetown, but I I kind of went with Cloudburst a little bit above them. All right,
0: and I'm glad you did though, just because that's uh, the the only reason I know about those three breweries and have personal experience with them. Um, I had some Fremont stuff at like Hunapoo Day, mm-hmm. but the other two they were all from that mail order beer company that we used to yeah. Yeah.
1: be part of. Okay, so what is number two then? You just mentioned them.
0: Yeah, number two for me is going to be Fremont. Yeah. And I got to say, out of Fremont, like their their Lush IPA yeah. and their Dark Star. Yeah, oh. Dark Star is awesome. Some good stuff.
1: Yeah, no, Fremont is fantastic. I love their beer. What I also love about, about them is that they do distribute in Du Boise, so we get a lot of their canned stuff as well as their draft stuff. So I'm not shy of getting Fremont. In the, in my area. So I do drink a lot of their stuff when it comes into town. So that's my number two also. All right. So I'll go ahead and say what our number one is. Our number one is Ruben's mm-hmm. Brews. Yeah. Out of, uh, uh Seattle area. Uh, I, I, I just, they're, they're close by Fremont in that area, which I, I'm drawing a blank on the area of town it is in. But, um, uh, but yeah, that they're my favorite. And why are they my favorite? Because man, these guys do so many wide breadth of styles and, and they do them all very, very well. Whether it's a yeah. sour, a sour, a goza, a blender vice, uh, English ales, because the guy is English that, uh, that the head brewer or, you know, IPAs, uh, scotch ales, you name it, you name it and they do it fantastic. I, every time I visit the Seattle area, I have to, you know, get some Rubens brews, go to the brewery that I, I just wish that they distributed their, their beers to the Boise area. I'd be drinking them all the time. And that's, I mean, in reality, I guess I probably, you know, because I can get Fremont, I, you know, they, they should be my number one, but because I think that the, the, the variety of styles that Rubens does and does it so well that I had to have them in number one. And Chris, you, you obviously agree. You, you've had some, Rubens and really enjoy them too, right?
0: Yeah, I've had a fair amount. I want to say I've probably had at least uh anywhere between 5 and 10 of different uh different beers yeah. from Rubens and they've all just been just top notch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's there's our our top breweries. So let's see how our listeners did. Uh we'll we'll start off and we had a tie for for second place. So I counted those as second and third. So they, you know, our listeners say Rub- Rubens Brews And icicle brewing. Wait a minute. Did I say that right? I got the numbers wrong there. Oh no, those are. Okay. Never. I'll just say. Oh no, wait a minute. They did have. I, I, I I am wrong. Hold on. I, it's three, (laughs) three is icicle brewing. Yeah. And they had four, four total points from our, from our listeners. Uh, second is Ruben's Brews with five points. And then number one, Fremont Brewing. Number one with 12 votes. Now, I'm guessing because of our listeners, Fremont, because it is distributed, they can get it in cans, and it gets outside of Washington more than Rubens Brews. More of our mm-hmm. listeners have had a chance to actually try Fremont uh, over the other one. So that's probably why that came in lead. Now, going to the combined, uh then we have a tie for third place with Georgetown and Icicle, both with four votes. And Rubens Brews in second with 11.
0: Yes! Sorry. Yeah,
1: goal. Oh, another goal. Wow. <laughs> that, that lightnings Five are really, one. wow, they're chicken butt. It's not even a, a match anymore. Uh, Just wait. My phone's going to go off in a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> so then we had Rubens Brews w- with 11 votes, number two. So again, Chris and I, you know, we probably helped get that up there uh, at number two. But Fremont still combined number one with 16 votes. With our listeners and us. So it's Fremont number one, Rubens Brews two, and Georgetown Icicle at number three. Okay. Awesome. All right. Let's go on to Oregon now. Chris, uh, what was your third best uh, brewery in, or-
0: in Oregon? So my third best brewery in Oregon um, has was Pelican Brewing. Um, <clears throat> that, again, all these kind of Pacific Northwest beers are going to be, uh, again, from that, that shipping service that we were using. Um, And yeah, I'm looking at my stuff for the next couple of states too. But um, yeah, Pelican is going to be my number three uh, on my list. What about you?
1: Yeah, so my number three. Now, Oregon is probably the toughest one for me uh, because there's so many good breweries in Oregon, so many good breweries that actually distribute too. So you have access to so many of them. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's, because there's so many breweries, there's, you know, a lot of people have favorites that other favorites. So for me, which again, this might be someone's number one, uh, mine is number three is Barley Brown's Brewing out of Baker City. And they're just, uh, an hour and a half away from Boise. So we've gone to Baker City and had, uh, you know, you know, visited a, the brewery there and has some beers on tap and, and they, they never, they just recently started canning during the COVID. They started canning some beers so they can actually sell beers, but they were again, all pub or keg, um, distributed brewery. They weren't ever going to do cans. They never wanted to do packaging, but now because of times have changed, they started doing some packaging because they have to make some money. But that's my number, th- my number three, I- again, G A B A G A B F GABF, Medal winner in many categories, a great brewery, and my third choice. So, um, how about your second choice?
0: Uh, My second choice was going to be, is going, not was going to be, but is going to be Fort George. Okay. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, So, Fort George is my number two. Denny, what about you?
1: So, my number two is from Bend, Oregon. It's Boneyard Beer. I've talked on the show many times about Boneyard. Every time I drive through Bend to go visit family on the west uh, coast of of Oregon, I always stop at Boneyard and I drink their beer. I love their beer. Uh, but uh, again, Boneyard for me—they they do a lot of really good hoppy stuff. Uh, they do mm-hmm. some, you know, some of their lighter stuff is good also. But for me, it's their hoppy stuff is just really good, and I just really love their beer and uh you know i gave them uh, my number 2 um so what about your number 1 chris
0: my number 1 is uh is one that did not get any play from anyone else other than myself and it's going to be great notion brewing out of portland <laughs> oregon uh and and this is a this is a big uh a big hype brewery right now um, and there, the the two beers that I've had from them, I think they were the same. Yeah, the Double Stack, which is their uh, Double Stack, is like um the Imperial Breakfast Spout uh, Spout. Jeez, uh, Imperial Breakfast Stout, fermented with an irresponsible amount of maple syrup and aged on whole bean Sumatra from our friends at Clutch Coffee. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of maple, but of course it is it has to be uh in moderation yeah. too, because it can it can tend to get just a little over the top um but the two check check-ins that I do have of them is from that double stack that uh man it was just so good it even even with the the maple flavor it just wasn't it wasn't just ridiculous over the top it was it was just right, yeah yeah so yeah, but uh yeah, I wish I could get some more of them <laughs> I really do. All right. Number one for you, Danny.
1: Yeah. Well, I wish I could say it was Great Notion, but I've never had Great Notion beer because, again, they don't distribute out here in in the Boise area. And I I haven't had them when I've gone to Portland. I need to make a change to that because I hear they're great. You know, they're great. And you're not the only one that gave love to it. My buddy Alex also gave some love. We'll talk about that in a minute. But my number one uh, is Freem Brewing, Freem Family Brewing. And they're in in, uh, 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 Fort. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Hood River. I, I was like, to- again, I, I'm tired. I didn't get much sleep this weekend because, you know, whenever you sleep outside of your normal home, you don't sleep as well as you normally do. So I, I'm a little bit tired. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit scatterbrained. But yeah, Freem mm-hmm. Family Brewing, uh, Hood River, fantastic beers. Again, many, many of their beers have won medals in a lot of different award categories, World Beer and, and Great American Beer Festival and all over the place. They just make some great beers and I had to give my number one to them. So, uh, so yeah, we, so Chris and I, three different breweries for all three of our, our, uh, our choices. And guess what, Chris? Our listeners didn't like any of the choices that we have <laughs> because they're all three different. So now we have six yeah. different breweries in the top three, basically in, in, in yeah. our listeners and, and us combined. Which is amazing that there's, again, I told you, Oregon has so many great breweries that everyone has an opinion, and it kind of starts to water down the votes. So uh, our listeners decided that Breakside was their third favorite. They had four votes total. Then they decided Rogue Brewing uh, was second best with five votes. And then, which I'm not broken hearted about this, because this brewery is also dear, near and dear to my heart, and I... Absolutely loving myself, and it's Deschutes Brewery came in Mm -hmm. number one with 10 votes from our listeners. Now, I mentioned in a previous couple shows that when I was starting to see these votes come in, it was very obvious that especially the further people moved away from the Pacific Northwest, they were voting according what they could get out in their area. Mm -hmm. So it's no wonder Deschutes is getting a lot of votes, it's because- our listeners That's that are in the area, you know, they are able to get the shoots in a lot of the states. So a lot of people have exposure to it, and they say, "Oh, Oregon, yeah, the shoots is good." Now they are good, but I mean, I think that had a little bit of a, a pull, you know, a little bit of a uh, you know, you know cause it to lean a little bit towards them because they distribute that. That if you distribute yeah. more, it's going to give you a little bit more. And same with Rogue too. Rogue has a bigger distributorship.
0: Oh yeah well i was kind of with you on on freem too i i saw freem and i was like yeah but i've had like the same number of beers from freem as i've had from great no, notion no, so, no, but, so yeah it's uh it was a tough choice yeah, but I, yeah, I had to yeah i had to mix it up a little no bit. it's
1: tough i had i had probably 10 breweries i was trying to narrow down to what i could consider my top three and it basically just came down to the beers that i had the most beers that i really rated high Mm-hmm. And these are the ones that I rated the highest with the number of beers. So, you know, if I rate them high, then they've got to be, in my opinion, you know, the, the best breweries. All right. So let's go into combined, both our listeners and us. And now we're going to see a little bit of our, our influence with our listeners. So here, here you go, Chris. You got some love with that great notion. They, they tie, we had a three way tie for third place. Great notion, Fort George and Rogue. So two of your. Breweries were tied for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I, I have a little bit of redemption because Freem comes in second place with six votes. And so one of my breweries got in, in got placed in the combined. And then, of course, the shoots, sh- shoots it up to the top. Uh, with, uh, I, I put 10, but I think it's 16. Oh, no, it's 10 votes. Yeah. 10 votes from the shoots. They still, uh, did. You know, better than uh, the other ones. So there we go. Just shoots number one, Freem, two, Rogue, Fort George, and Great Notion come in third. All right. Now it's time for Idaho. Now this is gets a little tricky because I've got a lot of experience with Idaho, but Chris, your experience is basically what I've sent you or you've gotten from the delivery service right (laughs) Mm -hmm. i can't wait till we do a florida version of this (laughs) well i won't yeah i only have a few that you sent me so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but um so what we i mean go ahead and start off with uh with your why don't you go ahead and just read all three of yours we just go through all
0: right so my number three is going to be payette brewing Mm -hmm. which come to find out they were named after a river i had no idea that's correct um, and uh, second is going to be the uh Woodland Empire, yes, and number one out of Nampa, <laughs>
1: Idaho, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's going to be Mother Earth, yes, brewing, yes, that, no, all good choices, all good choices, yeah. Mother Earth, I love Mother Earth, I do love Mother Earth, and I, you know what, they probably should have been in my top three, but maybe I made a mistake and didn't put them in there. But my top three. Number three is white dog brewing I've talked about white dog a lot I go to white dog a lot but at least before covid i I was going there maybe t- sometimes twice a week just because they have a nice area to go and meet friends and I'd go with different you know I meet different friends there at different times and and i'd you know go have beers and there's always some good beers that that everyone can enjoy and they have some good food uh, number two strictly because they only serve beer but they, again, do so many different styles and do so many different styles very well, whether it's English, Belgian, American, IPAs, or Stouts, or, I mean, all kinds of varieties. And and I've been impressed with everything they've done is Clairvoyant Brewing. That's my number two. And my number one is, no surprise to anyone, Jim Dandy Brewing is my yep. number one. I. I mean, honestly, the only beer so far that I haven't rated probably, a, you know, above a three three 3.75 is is the one I'm drinking right now, the Idaho Promise. It's not a bad beer. It's just that, you know, I have so many other ones that I've really, really, really enjoyed that I have to, you know, with my, my balancing, you know, scale, I have to kind of, you know, i not going to have a, a, a pure winner every time. Still a good yeah. beer, but but you know, but there's better ones out there. But Jim Dandy, man, they knock, they knock all, all their beers out of the park for the most part. I mean, really, really good. And we're going to be talking about a couple more of their beers that I had this weekend in just a few minutes. All right, our listeners, um, yeah, again, a lot of our listeners in the local area they have their own opinions, and uh, they're going to be li- led to one other you know, local brewery that they prefer. And so we have a a, a wide selection here. But uh, we have a tie for second place because there's three breweries. So I'm, I'm just bypassing the third We'll say these are all second place. Uh, Selkirk Abbey. Selkirk Abbey is all the way up north, Post Falls, Idaho. Uh, they do mainly Belgian-inspired beers uh, uh doing some blending of beers too very good beers i lo- this is one that uh, i think that uh, nate had put high on his list or you know, best one in you know in idaho uh, i love their beers I'm, i've talked about them on the show before uh them bear island brewing another good brewery here locally uh military based uh, uh family owned uh you know all their everyone that works there well at one point everyone that works there uh was from the former military so that's kind of cool. Uh, good beer. And then 2C family, 2C, if you don't know, two uh, the way Idaho breaks up their license, like their, uh, their license plates is they all have a, a number and a letter designation in the beginning of the license plate uh, tag number. Uh, and uh, that corresponds to the county that the car was registered in. Sure. And you have either if there's only one letter of a county, then, it, like Elmore County, then it's just an E. But if you have more counties that start with the same letter, then it, it has a one, two, three, or four, you know, it, it can go up. I think, like, the biggest one is like eight. I think it's B's. I think the B's have like eight different uh, B names for, for counties. So you'll have an eight B, you know, one B, eight, you know, two B, whatever. So two C stands for Canyon County, which is the second county uh, that with a C. And that's the one that Nampa is in. Which is right next to. You know it's really close to Boise, so Two C Family Brewing is Napa Family Brewing or or, or Canyon County uh, Brewing. says Two C. Kind of a little trivia for all of our listeners out there not from Idaho, uh, but that's the uh, th- those three breweries came in second place. And the number one, Grand Teton Brewing. And you know what? I can't complain about that because Grand Teton was my favorite brewery for so many years before it. Just you know, got dethroned by some of these newer, up-and-coming breweries that are just doing more styles, right? They're, they're, you know, you have to be innovative if you're gonna keep your your crown, right? You can't just be stagnant. You got to be keep producing other. Beer. Not that Grant is not producing good beers. It's just that, you know, for a long time they stayed kind of stagnant. They still made good beer. They just weren't doing things that were wowing people with the with stuff. Uh, but I'm glad to see that our listeners got them number one, with eight votes. The other one's all got six votes. So, again, it's very diluted, very diluted voting. All right, Chris, why don't you go ahead and read off how the combined
0: votes went. So, combined, I guess it's kind of a combined second place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's two votes each. Is that right?
1: Um, No, I forgot to put the numbers down. Okay. You know what? Something got cut off. I was supposed to have two C family here. Um, (laughs) Let me look real quick. I'll tell you how many votes they had. Um gosh, this is a great podcast. I'm just
0: gonna call I'm gonna i I'm gonna call it combined second place. Uh they had six votes each. Six votes yeah. each. Okay. So combined second place with six votes each. Six votes <laughs> each comes starts with Selkirk Abbey, Woodland Empire, Payette, Bear Island, and Two C Family. Everybody had six votes. Yeah. Just to be
1: Overshadowed by Grand, Grand Teton, Teton <laughs> with eight votes. Yeah. It's a close race, right? Wow. I mean, that's how diluted everything is. There's so many good breweries that that uh, everyone has their opinion. And and I never
0: thought I would look at a state like Idaho and go. There are so many great breweries in there that that would be kind of how the poll would go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I picked a brewery that doesn't distribute outside. they, they basically distribute to their own local area. They might have a couple kegs to go out in the local uh, Pocatello area, but they do most of their sales from their own in-house sales. So you have to go visit Pocatello to be able to experience their beer. And which is good because it gets you to Pocatello, but that's probably why so many people haven't had the experience. They haven't gone to Pocatello to try it. Once, once their beer starts getting out to more, you know, into the Boise area and and, and getting in more, you know, people's uh, area, I think that that this might change in the future because I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, we finished Idaho. We're halfway there. All right, Montana. We'll go faster <laughs> here because we'll find with these last three, uh, these breweries, <laughs> these states are all tough because not many people have, you know, not only a lot of these breweries or states have breweries that distribute outside of their area because of different laws or whatever. So yeah, we're going to have, this going to go pretty quick. So Montana, I'm going to go first here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go first because I have more than you have. So I'll just go through it. Um Number three for me is Jeremiah Johnson. This is a fairly new uh brewery into the, that's gotten into the Boise area, but I've enjoyed some of the beers, not, you know, some of the beers that have come out. Again, not a lot of choices from Montana. You have to go to Montana to get the breweries because they're only serving mostly on site there, or you know, if they do have packaging, it's only in on Montana. But Jeremiah Johnson has made it out, and I've enjoyed what they have put out, so I put them number three. My second is Madison River. Again, very little uh, comes, uh, you know, outside, but I have gotten Madison River in Pocatello because it does contribute to. The eastern side of Idaho, and I've really enjoyed the stuff I've had from them. And then number one, uh, the biggest brewery that leaves Montana, Big Sky (laughs) Brewing. But they are also a very good brewer, and I, I like a lot of stuff that they've put out. And they've been brewing beer for a long time, 20 some years, they've been putting out beer. I've been drinking Moose Rule for a long time. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why. Uh, you know, that's probably a lot of people's number one brewery out of Montana. So how about you, Chris? What's your mo- number one? What's your, wait, how many brewer- well, My number, what's your number, number one, two, three. and three?
0: <laughs> my number three brewery in Montana, I didn't have one. Okay. Um, My number two brewing, or my number two brewery, I I also didn't have one there. And my number one brewery is going
1: to be Big Sky, yeah. because that's the only one I've ever had. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, yeah. Again, it's very tough. We didn't have a lot of people voting in Montana uh, state because they just don't have a lot of experience with the, with the beers. All right. Um, our listeners, uh, number three with two votes, <laughs> number three with two votes, right? <laughs> Bozeman, Bozeman Brewing. Uh, number two with three votes, again, three votes, uh, Kettle House, <laughs> Kettle House Brewing. I, again, these are t- two breweries you have to go to. Pretty much to get their beers or go to Montana, and again, uh, our listeners picked Big Sky Brewing with 14 votes. Uh, again, it's a it's a it's a sweep in Big Sky. Yeah. And then uh, Chris, how about our combined?
0: Combined is going to be uh, for Kettle House and Madison River is going to be uh three, mm-hmm. and uh, that's our that's our second place for combined. Yeah. And
1: first place for combined, a big 20 yeah. votes for Big Sky. There we go, Big Sky overwhelming success they mm-hmm. are number one by a landslide okay wyoming how about you start off with wyoming again other states not a lot of stuff gets out this is a tough one um and i can tell you
0: both of the breweries that i have that i have in here one is going to be from the beer delivery service and the second is going to be from um hunapu day yeah so my number two brewery because i don't have a number three (laughs) number two is going to be snake river okay which i think i think i've had one beer from them and uh is i (laughs) um and then my first melvin brewing yeah melvin brewing is gonna be my number one and actually when i went to hunapu day i actually uh served the Whatever staff member that was there representing Melvin, I actually poured his beer for him. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So there's pictures on my Facebook, uh, kind of working working their booth for him. Sweet, okay, all right. Denny, let's hear about your Wyoming. Okay, I do have three.
1: Um, my number three is Snake Show River. Is Snake River? yeah. Snake River's um, you know been producing beers quite for quite a while. Uh, been, they've been coming into the Boise area since I've been to Boise, so it's at least eighteen years. Uh but, but again, I enjoy their beers, but you know nothing really stood out. I mean there's a couple beers that are that I enjoy, but nothing stands out like above and beyond so but but, roadhouse brewing, which is my number two, they've again recently within the last couple of years have started bringing beers into the Boise area, and I have really enjoyed the variety of beers they've been bringing some of the really good Belgian um inspired beers that I've really enjoyed, and uh, so they're my number two. But like, like you, Chris, Melvin Brewing by far is my favorite uh-huh. Wyoming brewery. They just put out some fantastic IPAs and even some other beers, too. I've really enjoyed some of their lighter stuff they put out, too, but pretty much their IPAs are, are fantastic. All right, so, Chris, how about you go with our listeners, what, how our listeners voted. <laughs> Well, third on our listeners list
0: is going to be Snake River with three votes. Second is going to be Roundhouse. Oh, Sorry, Roundhouse. (laughs) Roadhouse. Uh, (laughs) This little tiny bottle, it got me. The second is going to be Roadhouse with five votes. And and it's quite a a landslide for Melvin with 15 votes for first place.
1: And it's unanimous. Uh, Our combined is the same thing. Snake River was six. Roadhouse was seven. Melvin, 21 votes as the Mm. best brewery in Wyoming. So Melvin is the best. All right. Our last state, which is not really a Pacific Northwest state, but you know what? We need to give Alaska some love because they don't really get included in anything. They might be included in the best Canadian beers for all i know they're because, their own frontier yeah and... they're the arctic the best arctic breweries uh maybe <laughs> but but you know what i want to put them in the pacific northwest because there are some good breweries there again but you have to go visit them to get most of them because they don't distribute outside of the state but there are a few and chris and i uh we actually have three you know three breweries that we like so and they're all the same. So Chris, yeah. what is our what is the winners here? Coming
0: in at number three is gonna be Alaskan Brewing. Um and I know I think Alaskan they put out the uh uh one of their their amber. Yeah, Alaskan amber
1: is the what, I what mean, made them. Yeah, made them.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much one of the few that I know from them. But um second is gonna be Midnight Sun. Yeah. Now midnight sun I've had some amazing beers from yeah. one of them I've had, though, not so good. It was a smoked beer. Oh. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember just kind of yeah being a little mm-hmm. Um It was not the best, but, you know, it was definitely nice. Oh, it was called, was it Berserker? Hmm. I think it was Berserker. We'll have to see what the untapped. I've apparently checked into nine beers <laughs> from Midnight Sun. Uh, Termination Dust. Barfly. Barfly is yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That at, sounds like a smoke uh,
1: beer right there. Uh, yeah. That's
0: true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And I love the description they have of it because it kind of makes you the the way that their description of the beer reads. You can almost picture the picture, the environment that this beer is in or. Uh, or even what what wh- the kind of people that might be in the environment, they write somber and smoky mm. barfly saunters into the room slowly, thick smoke, cool swagger good wood too much brass sticky leather slow glances lingering looks the only thing that didn't make the glass was maraschino cherry oh. bring your bring your own and wear out your welcome <laughs> did it say good wood it said good wood <laughs> it certainly did
1: all right yeah come
0: on i don't say i don't say stuff like that and just to make it up
1: oh okay so midnight sun number 2 what's what is number our favorite and third is going
0: to be Anchorage. Anchorage Brewing, uh, so good. For both of us. And it was definitely funny because I, I remember you and I were going through this list and just like, and you were like, did you write those backwards? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yep, certainly did. And, yeah. and I got to say one of the thing with Anchorage that gets me as, especially recently has been, uh, has been their, uh, their, their label art yeah oh, oh man they, the they put out some amazing stuff the best, yeah the beer's good too don't forget that yeah. um but yeah their their label art has been pretty incredible as of lately now they are also putting out they've they've recently released a couple of beers that have been distributed and uh, made its way to the tampa area because of that shipping service mm-hmm. that we talked about yeah. um they are if I remember this correctly, they are wax dipping a couple cans. Oh, and also a couple of bottles. That seems weird. bottles Why
1: would you wax dip a can?
0: Man? Eh, don't, don't quote me on that, but, <laughs> um, bad seals. <laughs> uh, uh, but they did just have, um, oh yeah, there's a couple of breweries that have done wax dipped cans.
1: Um, what a mess. Oh, uh, maybe. I'd be pissed if I got a wax-sealed can. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw it.
0: Yep, they certainly did. Uh, um, the beer was called A Deal with the Devil, and uh, this, was ex- this was offered through that shipping service as an exclusive release. Now, these, these wax-dipped cans were, was a double-oaked, barley wine Ooh. from from anchorage um but anchorage has been putting some wax dipped bottles on their on this uh website for yeah they've had some wax dipped bottles they're running like 50 dollars oh, a gosh. bottle wow for wait for a 375 milliliter bottle what
1: yeah wow that's crazy so. yeah i'm a collector but not that much of a collector i'll take the empty bottle i love them. i have i only have three of their empty bottles i i have three i can see from where i'm sitting right now but uh they're beautiful every all their bottles are i mean it's like artwork on a bottle it is really nice yeah. i love them but uh yeah i'm not gonna pay 50 bucks for it though no, I certainly am not, yeah. but... And my bottles are but, 750 milliliter bottles, so they're not just... That's because you're a champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get twice to... <laughs> you're a real man. So that's $100 worth of... I'll sell this <laughs> bottle for $100. It's empty, but you can have the artwork. Yep.
0: yep. All right. So as far as our listeners go, yeah. same three breweries. We just mixed it up a okay. little bit. Third is going to be Midnight Sun with five votes number two is going to be Anchorage with eight votes yeah. and number one is going to be Alaskan with 10 votes. Wow.
1: Yeah. Because it gets, again, Alaskan is the one mostly distributed, right? So they're going to get the most. Yeah. And that's,
0: uh, I guess that makes a lot of sense because I think we still, we get some of their beers here occasionally, mm-hmm. but funny enough, I've only had at least one Alaskan beer that I've checked into, which is their Heritage Coffee Brown Ale.
1: Yeah, I've had that one. I, I really like their Smoked Porter. John and I did their Smoked Porter as a tasting note segment in one of the episodes. Oh yeah, it's one of the best smoked uh, beers. I mean, I really like it a lot. It's really good.
0: Tom Byrne has had it. Mike Allen, Robert, John, you not so much
1: though. No. You didn't check in. Well, maybe ones? it was before I had Untapped.
0: Yeah, John checked into it in uh, November 30th of 2015, okay. so okay. maybe. Okay. And then I guess we'll get the combined in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of mixed up a little bit there, yeah, too. It's, it's, everything's done in swap. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So number three is going to be Midnight Sun with nine votes. Number two is going to be Alaskan with 12 votes. And number one, I agree with this one, Anchorage, with 14 there votes. There you go. So Anchorage Man, is the best. Cool.
1: Proven Any by our listeners on yet? this. It's... Well, if our <laughs>
0: listeners say it, then it's, it's got to be It's got to be right.
1: true. All right. Well, let's finish off this p- best breweries in Pacific Northwest by giving a little stats. I have three different categories here that were just kind of interesting things I saw with the numbers. Uh, the most breweries voted for was, was in Oregon. Uh, there was 19 breweries. In the list of that people voted wow. for nineteen. That's why Oregon was so diluted. Is because there was nineteen. Um, so the highest number of points uh, was Idaho with sixty five. So Idaho. So all the people that that uh, participated to vote for Idaho, uh, you know, sixty five points there. So that means we didn't have very many people that weren't voting there. And in Brewery with the most votes note you know, we've already mentioned them a couple times melvin brewing 21 votes was the uh so you know if we had to pick the best brewery of the pacific northwest maybe it's melvin by votes but again it's the only brewery it's one of the few breweries that people get <laughs> drink out of out of uh, uh wyoming so uh, of course it's going to get the most votes
0: well, there you have it. Best brewery in Pacific Northwest, Melbourne Brew. Yeah,
1: let us know what you think of the results. Uh, is it is it hogwash or is this? I mean, this is coming from real people, not some ridiculous journalist that is just basing it off of some who knows what. But these are real. And you know what? We didn't see any of the BS breweries, a lot of them that were in the list of that Thrillist put out a few years ago.
0: Denny, you ready to make a top 10 list out of this? No.
1: No. Oh come on. You you've got you've got legit information
0: <laughs> and you just no. Just know yeah,
1: this is the best we're doing right here. We're gonna stick okay, with it. Okay, I'll this do it. I'll take care of it. Because this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, this is the from the people. The people who actually drink the beer. So okay, let's move on. Let's end the brew buzz and go into our new and noteworthy Chris. We're getting down to the end of the show, but we don't want to forget all the great beer that you and I have been drinking. So Chris why don't you go ahead and talk about some beers that you'd like to share with our listeners?
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely going to start off because you've got a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, I'm really uh, curious to hear about some of these beers because some of them sound really good. Um, the mine, they came from uh, one brewery specifically because Megan and I went out on a date night to a place where originally I wasn't the beers were good mm-hmm. don't get me yep. wrong initially i i thought you know hey you know what the beers good uh but we needed some dinner too and the food was okay but it was it seemed to be way i can't believe i'm saying this way overpriced for the portions provided um so i said you know what we'll we'll give it a go we'll uh we'll give it a shot go grab a couple beers grab some food and just watch the fun unfold in Ebor City where we found Zydeco Brewworks, And the first beer that I got from them, uh, actually had this as kind of a four ounce taster just to give it a shot. It was a Russian Imperial stout called Tombstone. Oh. Uh, I gave, I gave this beer a four cap rating on untapped. Now, initially I tried it and I was not just, not like eh, i mean it's okay it's good i mean as far as a russian imperial stout goes denny i would rate this higher just based (laughs) on the style okay see okay yeah you
1: should have gone with it
0: yeah now what made it even better is i ordered a four ounce pour and then we ordered dessert we had um, uh, it's like bourbon bread pudding for dessert and the waiter came back over and gave me a second four ounce pour on the house. And he goes, look, this is the probably the best beer that we have to pair with the dessert oh, that you guys got. Okay. So cheers, you know, hope you guys are enjoying everything. And man, he was right. <laughs> it was definitely a great beer to pair with that dessert because man, the dessert, it was dense and, and sweet. And it um, you know, had that creaminess in the, in the kind of the, in the bread pudding. Um, but that, the bitterness and the, and the roast from the Imperial stout was just phenomenal. The super sweet. And then the, and then the bitterness and the roasty from the stout, was just. it was a very good pairing. So appreciate the, uh, definitely appreciate the recommendation. And Hey, I'm never one to turn down free beer. Yeah. Um, so we gave that one a four caps. And while I was eating food, I had a, a, a red fish po' boy while I was there. Um, and I ordered their, they're Colsh, which I you and me both were big oh, fans yeah. of the Kolsch style and and nice crisp, easy to drink uh, it's called minivan, which I thought was a weird name, <laughs> but you know what let's go with it um, and I think I actually posted a picture of it up on our on our uh, Instagram, but it was just super easy to drink I mean I remember taking a swig of it and looking down at my glass and going, holy crap i that was that was a big gulp there (laughs) that took so uh that one got a four cap rating for me as well they also had another one which isn't which isn't on my list um called easy rider red which was just uh, um, a red ale that i really liked i think i gave that one 3.75 caps but all in all uh if anybody is in the tampa area first if i don't get a phone call or a message (laughs) or facebook i'm gonna beat somebody but um You know, it's a good place to go. Ybor City uh, is like I I tell people all the time. It's like our version of New Orleans. And uh, it's definitely a show. We sat there facing the outside of the outside of the restaurant, just people watching. Uh, And it's a good place to just go people watching. But when you add good food and good beer to it, I mean, it gets that much better. It really does. All right, so that's that's my list of new and noteworthies. I everything that I've been drinking has been repeats for me. What about you, Denny? Well,
1: you've got quite a list. I do, I do, I, and I will go quickly through them. I, I do have quite a list. Uh, first off, though, I've been hinting at the fact that I've been drinking Jim Dandy beer, and I'll be talking about more. Well, I've got two that I'm going to talk about, and uh, you know, I decided that uh, that it's not above me to give five cap ratings and so the first beer from Jim Dandy that i had this this weekend was uh, one called Tango Yankee and it's a cream ale and i gave it a five cap rating and people are probably saying what the f is going on here who's giving <laughs> who's giving cream ales five cap ratings well you know what i'm giving cream ales five yeah. cap ratings because if you can brew a beer this damn good that makes me want to go and just drink it one after another and bring home with me a couple of crowlers of it because I love it so much, that's a five-cap rating beer. And uh, here, here's what I said about it on a tap. I said, the perfect beer for a hot summer, or if it's fall now, day, really hits a spot and so much flavor bursting from this light beer. Another great beer. It might be my favorite cream ale now. Cheers to Davis and Haley because those are the Brewers, and I'll tell you what this cream ale was still was light and refreshing, but but still chock full of of flavor, you know, from the from the malts and from the hops. Had a nice little you know hoppy flavor in there, which I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was refreshing, and I just loved it. I just drank the sucker down really quick and said, "Yeah, bring me more because it's it's really good." So, yeah, five-cap rating. All right. The next beer from Jim Dandy is called the Deputy Otis Oatmeal Pale. And uh, this is a New England pale ale with, of course, oats oats in it. And what I wrote on untapped here, I gave it a, a four-and-a-half cap rating. So almost a five. Uh, really good. I said a lighter, hazy pale ale with a lot of different flavors. I'm getting melon undertones with some citrus notes, but very subtle. Super smooth and creamy and an easy drinker to boot. I always love the mouthfeel of beers with oats added. And, uh, again, a fantastic, lighter ale that just is still, it had flavor. It had body. It had super smooth, soft mouthfeel. Uh, very enjoyable. Four and a half cap rating. All right. The next beer. Um, you know, I love my wife. She's been uh you know going out doing some shopping at the you know, getting our groceries and stuff going to the co-op knowing that I'm not able to join her because I'm you know working or whatever and she's like you know what I'm going to try to find some beers for 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 her loving husband and she picked up a couple for me. That's the next two I'm going to talk about. The first one is from Abomination Brewing and it's called the Rare Fog Triple New England IPA. And uh what I wrote about this is probably my favorite triple IPA to date. And I'll tell you what, it was really good. I'm not a huge fan of triple IPAs because a lot of times triple IPAs come over really syrupy and heavy and and hard to drink. Uh, But this one with that New England style was really good. Uh, It's a 10.5% and you don't even know it's there. Uh, It has nice citrusy and fruity hop uh, character with a super soft and fluffy mouthfeel. And I gave this one a a 45 Cap rating, uh, really good. I, I mean, and the can art was really nice too. It had uh, a tree line, co- with fog, you know, kind of covering the tree line, and in gold letters it had the name of the rare fog, you know, in 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 gold letters with abomination in these like nightmare drooping um, letter lettering. It was kind of cool. I mean, it was a really nice can. I, I like that one. So that's that's that one. Another one that she picked up for me is from. An Idaho brewery that I'd never had a beer from before. They're also out of Post Falls, Idaho, which is up there where Selkirk Abbey is at, called Bombastic Brewing. I love the name Bombastic. I mean, come on, that's a that's a unique name. And the name of the beer is even as unique as the name of the brewery. It's called Aggravated Murder Banana Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, come on, aggravated Aggravated Murder Banana Edition. And this is a an, an Imperial Stout. And I said, uh, my first brew from this Idaho brewery, and it is very tasty. You get a bit of banana and chocolate on the nose that follows into into the flavor. Midway through, you get the coffee. It shows up and it complements the other flavors. Super thick, rich, and smooth with just a slight bit of burn. And uh, I gave this one a 4-cap rating mainly because, uh, it, again, it was like 11.5% beer. But be, but it did have a little bit of alcohol burn in the finish, so I kind of docked it a little bit for that, but man, really good, a sipper though this is definitely not a summer beer. uh, it took me probably an hour to get it all the way down. I sipped it to a sixteen ounce can, so I really took my time drinking it super thick, high viscosity, like motor oil, soup thick, it was super thick, all right, and next. As I mentioned in our last episode, Sarah and I have been uh, visiting Mad Swede Brewing on Sundays so that we could have some beers and get out and, and, you know, enjoy our our craft beer life. And uh, I had a a newest beer that they released called the Heminglava New England Pale Ale. So it's a New England Pale Ale. Again, has a uh, um, Nordic uh, name. Which stands for something, which I don't know what it is. But, uh, what I said here is this third Sunday in a row getting out and enjoying beers at the Mad Swede. A uh, new hazy pale with some nice tangerine hop flavor and a pithy bitterness in the finish. Very enjoyable. I get this four cap rating. And, uh, again, this is one of those New England style beers, pale ale actually, that takes that soft tropical character and blends it with a West Coast bitterness at the end. This bitterness came across more, like I said, pithy. You know, that bitter pithiness uh that you get out of a out of a peel. Uh really enjoyable. So enjoyable I went ahead and, and grabbed a growler full of it Whoa. and drank it the next couple of days because I really enjoyed it. And I'm probably gonna go back uh this week um and my manager is uh is is leaving. He's leaving the company, moving on to other things and his last day is Friday. And I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, invite him to come out and I'm going to buy him uh, some, some beer uh, to, you know, help celebrate his, his uh, new adventures. And I think I'm going to go ahead and take him to, to have this beer because I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, here you go for him and Glava. What does that mean?
0: Is uh, the, the, the name is composed of the old Norse elements, him meaning heaven and Gleva meaning clear or see through. So technically the meaning is clear heaven. Okay, there you go. Um and it's it's a feminine gender word. It's also <laughs> can be used as a name. In North mythology it was the name of one of the nine daughters of Ron and Agar. All nine of the sea maids were said to have mothered yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: gets pretty deep, huh?
0: yeah i mean they they go into one more sentence, but, you know that's, uh... <laughs> we'll stop there uh, yeah, we'll stop yeah, there yeah. all right but uh that that's from uh, legitimatebabynames.com, dot okay if you're okay
1: curious. yeah yeah gotcha, gotcha, all right, two more to go, and we'll be done uh another brewery that i've that's been in the area that I haven't tried out, but because our buddy Tom Byrne, he loves this brewery.
0: And I agree with
1: him. Oh, you like this one too? You had you've had E nine. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're out of North Carolina, right? No, no, no this is out of uh, Washington.
0: Oh, then I take it all okay. back. I'll okay. shut up now.
1: Yeah, E nine brewing out of Washington. Uh, I've heard good things, but I just haven't uh, bitten on them. And and uh, my wonderful wife decided to pick me up an E nine uh, beer. A couple of them. I still have one in the fridge. I haven't drank yet. And this is called the Pogo Stick. It's a Mosaic IPA. And a pogo stick is basically, I think it's focused on like a like a single, like a pogo stick is a single, you know, stick. It's like a single hop. So this one, they're focused on mosaic. So you get a lot of mosaic flavor out of this beer. And what I wrote on this one is my first E9 beer, and it's a a tasty one. Single hop mosaic filled with tropical fruit hoppiness with a bit of citrus bitterness in the finish. Very well done, and I'm enjoying it. And I gave it a four-cap rating, and I'll leave it at that. And the last beer on my list is from Stillwater Artisanal Brewing. And this is Of Love and Regret, the 2020 version. It's a Farmhouse or Saison L. I gave this a four-cap rating. Wow! Lots of flavor in this Saison. Not for the week of Saison. Good deal of coriander and floral favor, a bit of sweetness, but doesn't deter from the enjoyment and no heat from the 7.2% alcohol. And, uh, again, a great Saison. If you enjoy Saisons, this has got a lot of that Saison flavor that that I love, and it's uh, for, for cap rating. So there we go. That's my new and noteworthy beers. Okay, Chris, it's time to bring this show to a close, but before we say goodnight, let's go ahead and raise a glass to some people you like to raise a glass to. So who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? So I would love to raise a glass
0: to well, Denny. First, we're going to start with you oh. for taking uh, taking out the time to put a website together for us to upload <laughs> all of our hundred. Well, this will be episode one sixty. Yeah, so 160 um, upload all of our inf- all of our episodes to a new server, so we can uh, kind of grow and expand and. Let's see where this whole fun podcast thing will take us. Oh, uh, it's six to two now. <laughs> you can sidetrack very two. easily <laughs> i do i I'm oh squirrel um, but I, I but thank you, Denny, for doing that. um putting a Patreon account together for for us, spending the time to put a website together for us um and then I would also like to raise a glass to one of my staff members, Aria Praco, uh, who's currently in Indiana uh going through training school right now for a week and uh i today was her very first day and she's extremely excited uh but she's getting to meet the rest of our crazy uh our crazy sit mean sit family for uh for those of you who know uh the organization we're part of okay seven to two <laughs> um <laughs> so i'd like to raise a glass to you denny and i'd like to raise a glass to aria because she's putting in some work right now but it's going to be uh I'm really excited to see how, how, what she comes home with, and all the cool stuff that she's going to learn while she's there. So, Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to?
1: Well, I would like to raise a glass to our awesome Patreon supporters. Now you're wondering, well, what do you mean? How are you raising a glass to Patreon supporters when we haven't even? We just now released it. Like I just announced it on the air. Well, I actually I set it up to go live. Uh, you know, a, a few. I don't know, like a week ago now, I guess it hasn't been really been a week, I don't think, but it's been a a few days. Literally, the like moments after it went live and I posted it to Twitter, uh, Tom Byrne signed up and became our very first Patreon minutes after it went live. And I'll tell you what, I was I, I was blown away. For one thing, I wasn't expecting to get too many, you know, I, we did have some requests from our listeners and. You know, that to go ahead and open a Patreon, they would support us and they're following through with that support. But Tom right away, uh, you know, gave in and, and supported us right from the beginning. So I raised my glass to you, Tom, for being like, you know, definitely a, a huge supporter and uh, I, I really appreciate it. Also, uh, Jeff Seiler, I, right, you know, the next morning when he saw that the post, he, he joined in. Then, and then the one that really surprised me. Johan Halberg, all the way from Sweden, loves what we do and decided to go ahead and join in. And then Tara Carlson, right after him, all within like 24 hours of us being you know, live, we had four supporters. So I raise my glass to all our awesome patron supporters. I hope that uh, more listeners uh, will go ahead and join in with, with these uh, awesome people to go ahead and support us and help with our operating costs. I really appreciate that. So cheers to you yeah, all. Thank you, guys. Cheers. And of course, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in our U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service. Cheers to you. And I hope you return uh, to your families very soon. And Chris, uh, why don't you go ahead and raise a glass to our sponsor?
0: Sure, I want to raise a glass to the folks over at Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. You can visit their online store at brewershirts.com. And use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items.
1: All right. And you can find the beers mentioned on the show in the show notes. Located now, currently, at the openformradio.com website, but soon to be on our TAPTHECRAFT website. So just, you can go to both and see what happens. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose crew, Loose Screw? And Chris, <laughs> how can listeners follow you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82. Probably never. (laughs) Um, You you could find me on untapped or Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always find us uh, on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft or Instagram.com forward slash tap the craft.
1: All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please tell a friend. And of course, Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, and of course on Spotify or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers.
0: Big? Oh. I didn't realize this. I uh, realized it was so big. It's 13%, but it's only a 500 milliliter bottle.
1: Oh, damn.
0: This oh, crowler, don't make a mess.
1: This crawler just flew up in my... Uh, I got it all over my keyboard. Sometimes these crawlers are a little bit crazy, huh? I,
0: I think a lot of the times they do tend to... Uh, no matter how careful you are with them, they, they tend to just... Make a mess. Even as you pour them. I'm even
1: going to pour it here. Yeah, it's going to be... Oh, wait. Over my... See? I got to get it off my keyboard. Man, this is a bad pour, too. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so foamy. I need a funnel.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. How's that for a good pour? If 2020 (laughs) was a beer.
1: (laughs) This is exactly how my year has gone. Uh, All foam. Wow, that's a really poor,
2: poor, poor, poor.